Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire. Excited to have you here. So if you're new to me, I help codependents come back to knowing, loving, and living who they are. Help you discover who you are, how to love yourself, and how to, to live the person that you are. And ultimately, this leads to well-being and happiness and the freedom from being codependent. So that is what I do. I'm excited to have you here. Today, we're in episode eight of the How to Know Yourself series. So I'll be jumping into that today. Uh, specifically, the topic is what it looks like when you're living who you are. So I'm going to get into that a bit. But before we do that, I need to share this out to the community. And this is your invitation to join us in the community so the community is your safe haven where you can find guidance, support, and tools to assist you in coming back to who you are, back to loving yourself, knowing who you are, and living who you are. Ultimately, healing from the impact of narcissistic abuse and undoing your need for to be codependent to get your needs met. So yeah, I teach you how to do that. The link is above on Facebook below on youtube in the description if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button and thank you guys for being here so i'm gonna get this shared out right now we just gotta click on a few buttons wait for things to do their thingies let me know how you're doing in the comments below give me your feedback on what you have gained from today's uh, training and previous trainings and now we're gonna another button and one more button and voila here we go so what it looks like when you're living who you are if you followed me for a while, you, you've likely come to see and understand I take things in a really grounded approach. I tend to touch reality and stay out of the realm of fantasy a lot in how I approach things. Well, this will be no different than that. <laughs> what it looks like when we're living who we are. A lot of times in the coaching industry and therapy and, and self-help, we... There's a there is a habit of painting a very rosy picture about how things look when we're beyond a particular thing, like what life is like beyond trauma or beyond low self-esteem or beyond codependency or beyond the thingy that you're trying to get past. They paint a really ideal or idyllic picture of that. I tend to paint things pretty realistic because that's reality that's what we're going to encounter and this is no different it's really important for us to be sober about our expectations and to be conscious about what is coming and what we're choosing with our choices and our actions so let's dive into it what does it look like when we're living who we are well first of all codependency we're living what everybody else thinks we should be we are living what we think gets us their attention, their love, their approval, their connection, their presence. So we're not living who we are. We're living according to the dictates of someone else and their perspective or opinion about the way life is. When we're really loving who we are, we're coming into contact with our own sovereignty and our own authority. We're starting to occupy our own space of being. This means... First and foremost, when we are living who we are and what that looks like is we're going to disappoint other people. Other people are going to be confused with our choices. They're not going to like it. Other people will not 
agree with our point of view. They won't agree with our direction. They won't agree with what we're doing with our life. Some of them will, some of them won't. The real nuanced perspective is that some people will celebrate it and love it because they care about you. They understand that your well-being and happiness is defined on your terms and not theirs. And that they've got your back in whatever you choose to create in your world. But outside of that, sometimes people are like, well, you should do it this way or you should be this way or you've changed. I'm really disappointed in that. That's going to happen. That's actually a positive signal of your own growth and work in being you because now you're choosing things you want to live with. You're taking action that brings results and consequence in your life that you want to deal with. That's the first and often the most challenging aspect of what it's like to live who you are. So you got to get we have to build capacity for allowing people to be disappointed, giving them permission to be disappointed, and giving ourselves permission not to change anything. To allow ourselves to be in our own, uh, what would it be, authority, rightness, our own determination for what is best for us, and allow others to work out their feelings and their perspective of that. We don't have to change it anymore. We don't have to regulate it anymore. We don't have to address it. It's their yard. So if you're making choices that don't affect them directly, doesn't violate an agreement you have with them, then they get to work that out. Now, I'm a big proponent of understanding where they're coming from. Like, so if someone says, Marshall, you've made some changes, and I'm, I'm sad about these changes, I'd be like, what's sad about it for you? And we're like, well, you know, we won't be close anymore. Or we won't be able to do this or that anymore, you know, things like that. Then we get to grieve together what those changes are. And often, if that's really the concern that's showing up, that's something that I'd already be cognizant of because I'd be feeling it too. But if I go out and buy a pink car and my next-door neighbor is like, I hate your pink car, well, so what? I don't have to care about that. I can be at a literal zero on the level of concern about it. I can be utterly indifferent to it. The majority of living who we are really requires us to understand what feedback actually matters. And that what that feedback what feedback matters is usually determined by whom is who is giving the feedback and that is about proximity. Is it your significant other? Is it a best friend? Is it your children? Is it directly affecting them in some way? Things of that nature. That's the first component here, is that we're going to disappoint people. People aren't going to be happy. People will be confused. People will not, they, they, they won't understand it. Good, because it's not about them. It's about you. It's about your well-being. It's about your happiness. So you now can bring that home. It's like, ah, oh, this is my space, my authority. This is for me. And then we can exercise questions or compassion or um, curiosity. We can discuss it with them or we can be indifferent about it. really depends on your context and what matters to you with that particular person in that moment. Yep, expectations, they are not a good thing in my book. Everybody has them, but expectations should be converted to desires and desires are converted into requests. And then we can have a consensual, honest, and clear experience in our relationship together rather than expecting a person place or thing to be a certain way that's none of our business who they choose to be 
we can get back in our yard and choose who we're going to be. All right. So that's number one about what it looks like when you're living who you are is people are going to be disappointed. Number two, people are going to love what you do. People are going to connect with what you do. They're going to find that they're going to be awakened to themselves through your experience and reflection. They're going to celebrate you. They're going to love you for it. They're going to enjoy you. They're going to be grateful that you are you. That's the cool part here is suddenly, rather than just living in the spectrum of some people are disappointed, we also get to experience people enjoying and loving us for who we are. We get to be seen, valued, and loved because we're just showing up as ourselves. We're not trying to control anything. We're not trying to, to shape anything. We're just being ourselves and people are like, I love this. This is awesome. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for being here. That's a big deal. It's one of the big signals that we start to get in our life when we live ourselves. But we have to build capacity for both of these experiences of being of people being disappointed or rejecting us and people loving and adoring and celebrating us. Because that's a signal that we're really showing up for ourselves. That we are living according to our own values, according to our own voice, our own vision, our own alignment with our perception of self. So we get to be celebrated. This, this brings in the big challenge of receiving love, of receiving appreciation, of receiving positive attention, and not attaching our value to it. This brings in the, the challenge of allowing ourselves to receive this, and letting it nurture us rather than define us. So this is an exercise in deeper uh, individuation, a deeper sense of being differentiated from another person's point of view and moving into what I call agreement with. So someone gives me praise rather than going, wow, that praise means this is true about me. It says, I agree with this praise. Yeah, I did a really good job there. I thank you for seeing it. Agreement with it builds consent. And it builds acknowledgement and what we've done and what our impact is. This is a form of accountability. It's a positive aspect of accountability is that I can own the impact I have. So when I'm taking accountability on a negative impact, that's an empathetic response. Taking accountability for a positive impact is a kind and loving, uh, respectful response to myself. So yeah, I did that. Thank you for seeing it. I'm, 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 I, I'm celebrating it with you. I really appreciate you seeing me that way. Things like that. That's very cool because then we get into this agreement with it rather than internalizing it as they are defining who we are. So now we're getting into a very direct and deliberate act of definition. We're the ones defining who we are and accepting what we receive and don't from others because we have that authority. It's part of what it means to live who we are is that we define who we are. We choose who we want to be and we receive the feedback that we find is appropriate for that so that's number two is we get a lot of love and a lot of praise we get a lot of appreciation that we we um we have actually been seeking for a long time in our lives but it's because of who we are not just because of what we're doing and then our work is to just stay differentiated from it and allow it to integrate third component in living who we are is the challenge we have to have courage to take action, to follow what matters to us. Because when we're anchored in our value, 
we know our innate value and it brings alive this voice and this vision within us, we are becoming intuitively led. It's an organic um, expansion in our world. We've got to follow that. That's going to take courage. And that's where the challenge is. We're going to be doing things that are daring. We're going to be doing things that scare us a little bit, but they're a positive risk. They're a risk designed to expand our well-being, our happiness. We are taking a leap towards something that really matters to us. And in this means we're going to encounter our self-imposed limits. We're going to encounter unresolved pain. We're going to wrestle with doubt. We're going to wrestle with uncertainty. This is where we are cultivating a larger sense of self and really becoming more and more empowered in our ability to navigate the space between what we want and, and having what we want. So wanting and having are very different states. And the journey, the gap between is what we do. And it's about courage. Living who we are is an act of courage, especially considering how we've been abused for it, shamed for it, neglected for it, discarded for it. We're taking a big leap and just considering being ourselves and seeing what happens. So it gets us into this idea I teach constantly, which is curiosity. We need to live in the question of what else is possible, what might happen here, things like that so that we can discover more and more and more about reality. Uh, Robin writes, the capacity to wrestle, rebuilding that. Yeah, it's a biggie. Yeah. Yeah, this, this takes leaps. It takes, it takes um, trust. It takes curiosity to take it out there, which brings us to the next component. When we're living who we are, we trust ourselves first. We are first and foremost our own authority. We're the ones who determine what we're going to do and not do. We're the ones who are, going, or who are defining who we want to be in the world and following that. And it's essential to our sanity. It's essential to our power. It's essential to our success. So we have to really practice occupying our power and being sovereign in that. This is where we start asking for what we want and pursuing it. We ask for what we need and we pursue it. We take those big risks that give us an opportunity to become connected to these outcomes that we desire. The big action there is courage, the challenge, taking those risks and moving into receiving them and allowing ourselves to, to flourish that way. So living who we are is a practice of being daring stepping out there and making stuff happen for ourselves through our own personal power. Now, living who we are also includes accountability. We have to be conscious and sober to what we are doing in the world and how or what kind of results and impact that's creating. Is this producing what I want in my world? Is this working out? Is it giving me things I want? Is it creating impact that I value? If the answer is yes, keep going. If the answer is no, it's time to reevaluate, change, and grow uh, your skill sets so that you can better impact your world. Most, and this really breaks it down, living who you are is really about being honest with ourselves, being sober with reality, and being sincere in our intention so that we can create the life that we're looking for 
whatever that might be. That means some indulgence. That means leaning into your wants a bit and saying, I have a right to this. I want this in my world. I'm going to do what is necessary to receive it in a healthy and loving way. Notice how we're not playing any kind of codependent game here. There's no pleasing. There's no fixing. There's no hating on yourself. There's no condemnation. There's no judgment. Instead, there's care. There's trust. There's curiosity. And there is a faith within ourselves, a willingness to lean into our goodness, a lean into our potential and bring it into life. That's what it looks like. It's what life looks like when we're living who we are. We're practicing these things every single day. We apply this to our healing. We apply this to relationship. We apply this to play. We apply this to our pain and to our joy. It's how I live my life is in these principles. Giving myself the ability and the chance to grow and discover who I am beyond what I've known. Just like you are in your world. That's really what it means to live who we are. It's high integrity. It's being willing to disappoint people. It's it's being willing to be loved and celebrated. It's willing to take the challenge and the courage on. It's willing to trust yourself. That's what we do. So if you're looking for assistance in that, you want to go deeper into really knowing, loving, and living you so that you can tap into your brilliance and create the things you want to experience in your life, those things that make you happy, that make you alive, bring you joy, to find, per- to find your purpose in the world or many purposes as we tend to have many, not just one. The Know Yourself Strategy is made for you. So the Know Yourself Strategy is my 16-week course where I teach you how to know your value how to know your voice and how to know your vision and how to follow them. So the, the core results in these three steps are strong confidence in self, peace of mind, self-love, clarity about what you want, what you need, and then direction for your life. You're the one who starts driving your life rather than reacting to it. And this ultimately creates more well-being, more happiness, more satisfaction and fun in your life. And that's what the heal your, the heal yourself the know yourself strategy helps you create so it's open for live the live edition is open for enrollment we start in just six days the link is above on facebook below on youtube the course is 16 weeks long it comes with lifetime access to the live editions uh, that i teach throughout the year and the recorded editions that you get after those are done as well as lifetime access to the live mentoring support group that happens twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays where you can interact with me and other students get support and guidance in your world and so you get a lot of bang for your buck in this again the link to enroll is above on Facebook below on YouTube so this was made for you if you're seeking to really know love and live who you are that's the whole goal of this I teach you how to do that over 16 weeks and then give you advanced support through what's called application trainings it'll start in 2022 help you really put this to work in very specific areas in your life. So excited to offer you that opportunity to work with me and to meet other students on the same journey and get lifetime support in your journey and being who you are and creating your life beyond codependency, beyond that narcissistic abuse and finding your own well-being and happiness again according to what makes you happy. So again, we start in six days. So thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for your your love, your support, your feedback. Remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.